Time to blast off. Night and day and by your side, ain't nobody ever love you like this. This ain't no ordinary love, baby, this is one in a million. I want to know you inside out, let me cater to you. Be alone together, you're my sweetest taboo. If I ain't got you, I... I'm lost, you're my good luck charm. Walked out of heaven and you stole my heart. Never knew. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Black Love Renaissance Podcast. I am your host, handsome guy named William, a.k.a. Internationally Handsome, a.k.a. Billy Saturday, a.k.a. Brad Hampton. Now, let's get back into this journey with this beautiful couple. Let's go. Keep it moving. Keep it simple. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's, let's switch gears for a moment. All right. How important is non-sexual affection? Um, okay. I definitely, uh, I was, I'm going to stick with your question and say, because <laughs> I was about to say something else. <laughs> he didn't ask stick, that. Stick to the question. Answer the question. Okay. So I'll just take it back to we work at home. Um, I believe this is something that we've spoken about. Um, there are times, not it's not often, we will get, a full week, so it might require him to be on his computer a lot, like the whole day, whatever, taking calls. And I may have a lot of orders, and I might be in the kitchen. So we're both in the house working, but we're not interacting with each other, like, at all. So we might as well not be there. Um, I think we were doing that for a few days, and then it started. I noticed it, and it bothered me, and I made a comment about it. And what we we're doing prior to ignoring each other because we were working. I think, you know, eating together, um, coming in, t- if he comes in the kitchen and he touches me, um, I like that. So, you know, a touch in the back, a kiss on the cheek, whatever. Sometimes if I get some downtime, I might gather my, my books or my stuff and go sit in his office and just be present. We'll be, be working together, but it's something... I mean, I could easily sit over in another room and do that. He's in his office. But it's I feel like the effort of me coming to his office to do my work is something there with that. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. It's just not a lonely feeling. It's a better feeling. So I think um, we separately try to be intentional about uh, your question. yeah no i mean i think it's vitally important because as she's told me you know you can't just turn the engine on (laughs) at the the middle of the night to drive the car you know right so like we ain't spoke all day or we ain't you know yeah done anything we caught up in our own little world and then obviously you get ready to go to bed and it's like okay yeah no i'm not feeling it and it's like okay I mean, because we are in the house, I think, you know, sometimes you take it for granted. Um, you don't get a chance to do those type of things that we were doing when we first started dating, when we were living apart. Like she said, I think every day we were sending each other, like, YouTube videos or music, you right, or some song or whatever, or we were spending time on the phone. And All so, mm-hmm. you know, and at that point, both of us were driving Uber, so we would meet up, like, you know, we would stop what we were doing. Like, oh, 
I'm in such and such place. Oh, I'm not too far from there. Let's meet up and we'll meet up and, you know, have ice cream, whatever the case may be. It just was, it was nothing sexual about it, but it was, you know, building that bond. And I think you guys still try to do that even when you're stuck in the house together. Right. And I, I know, as we all know, COVID sent a lot of people heading for the, for the hills. They were trying to get the hell away from each other. So, you know, um, I think we, we found a balance in that. Like, you know, I might be working all the time, but I still got, I'm coming through the kitchen to eat. And when I come through the kitchen to eat, you know, something might happen. <laughs> so, you know, we try to be intentional about making sure that we're we're doing things together, whether that's eating. Like she said, that's her. <laughs> she like me to drive her around town I so she don't have to drive in this traffic for her. I think that, that we're spending time together and we're bonding. Um, I'll put my work away and go out or whatever the case may be. So we're finding that it's vitally important because – can always, like you said, just turn the engine on at, at 9 o'clock at night when you ain't been talking or doing anything all day. Right, right, right. I think to your point also, I think I I, I used I was saying, I picked it up from some old dude somewhere. I don't know if it was who said it. I don't know, some Steve, Steve Harvey type yeah, of person. I, said some old I don't somewhere. know who it was. <laughs> but they just simply <laughs> said, you, your day is going to be how it starts. So it was like, you know, how you treat your wife in the morning. Mm -hmm. That sets the tone for the rest of your day. Mm. Even doesn't matter how much work you have or how much work I have, but if you just do a certain thing for your wife in the morning, well, at and throughout the day, if you can, you know, your night's gonna be great. Yeah. But if y'all ignored it, and it's mutual, but if y'all ignored each other in the morning, nobody made the bed, y'all got up, got on the computer, somebody left the house, da da da. Why would somebody want to be intimate with you? You're just gonna go to sleep. You know what I mean? So I think it's, again, it's in being intentional, making an effort, little things. The littlest things, they do matter. The details do matter. So even, like, doing yoga together, meditating, I try to be, I really try to uh, do something with a lot of love for his birthday. Um, I cook. Did I make, I made him sushi for his birthday. Okay. And then... I brought. I tried to create a Bali spa theme in our bedroom, so it was like candles. I brought my plant. I have like a lot of tropical plants, so that I had those <laughs> around. It was candles. I did the whole massage thing, and it was. I thought it was nice. Did you like it? I loved it. He fell asleep. I fell asleep. After another good massage. I always fall asleep when I get a massage. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. Always. <laughs> it was a good massage. I went to sleep, but no, it's those type of things that are more important to me. And like buying stuff, I'm not a big like, like like she's talking about love language. Buy me gifts don't really mean anything to me. It's about that attention, that appreciation, that time, yeah. that effort put into it. So, um, being thoughtful and how we show each other attention, I think, goes a long way. Hmm. All right, so same coin, got to flip it over now. Yeah. So how how important is sexual affection? That's important. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I get I get a wave. I get a wave if if I'm not getting any. <laughs> I'm like, hey, now what's going on? Well, you know, as they say, um, <laughs> women in their forties, they're in their sexual peak. So my man I, over here, we talking about. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my sexual peak was like 
10, I'm gonna do 15 that. years ago. <laughs> no, we could. No, no, it's definitely important. I mean, um, obviously, we make time for that as well. I think um, that's a healthy part of the relationship. Um, and I honestly, you know, for a long time, I went without that <coughs> as part of my relationship. So I can appreciate it a lot more now when you have someone who finds that important as well. Okay. I, I'd love the spontaneity of mm-hmm. that. We could be really busy, and I'd be like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> Can you get off that computer real quick? Meet me over here. Let's go. You know, it's it's dope. So. <laughs> okay, okay. So how do y'all communicate your sexual needs? Not like asking for it, but just like, hey, maybe I want to try something new. Or like, how do you have that conversation? I think it's more annoying your partner. Um, and she'll, she'll tell me. So, I mean, like guessing but i think since the since we met um we haven't necessarily had um well we had conversations about certain things about you know whether or not we wanted to try this or that or third but it's kind of been like just natural i I think i only say something if we tried something i didn't like it or you know okay that was a little wild you have to leave me alone for a couple. <laughs> but I mean, I guess I don't know. We just we f- we feel good together. Um, sometimes we're like, yeah, we have conversations about things that we've never done just to see what who has experience with what. And then I mean, if someone's done something, then that f- I feel like that's something we could probably experience together. But then sometimes you know, like we we find out there's something that's new to both of us. Like, how you feel about that? You want to try that? You know. And then I think then maybe we'll get to it. So if you know there's a there's a there's a uh, position or there's a situation and we're both willing to try, then I think it'll come up and we might try it. And I think some things you like, nah, I ain't into that. Then we ain't doing it. Right. <laughs> so it's not it's not like an awkward conversation. No. Oh, okay. No. I hear a lot of people say they just kind of up. Kind of hard to talk like that. No, well, like, no, I mean, but you're in a relationship, right? With someone, yeah. So like, at the end of the day, if you can't talk to them about sexual needs, which is a like we say, it might important. be for most people, it might be at least in the top three right. of what you're looking for in a relationship. Everybody want to have good sex, so let's be real about it. You got to talk about it in order for it to happen. Sometimes, sometimes people, because otherwise you're assuming. Yeah. Yeah. And assumptions lead to people getting divorced. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm more comfortable with talking about sex than um, using the bathroom. I, I, I still like, I'd be like, what are you doing? It's a number two going on over here. Like, why are you in here? <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Like, that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> like, we've been living together for years, and sometimes it bothers me. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes it does. That actually makes sense. I don't know. I get you on that. <laughs> so how does submission play into our relationship? Like, how do y'all view it and define it? De- define it. Well, submission. I mean, I think that that, that term in and of itself, it has uh, a different interpretation depending yeah. on who you're talking to. Um, I'm going to be honest, as even as the type of man that I am, I don't need anybody to submit to me or be like, oh, you need to do what I tell you to do. Um, so that's not a perspective that I ever come from. But I think that if you are doing what you're supposed to do as a man, 
he'll follow him, right? And so I just try to be the man I'm supposed to be, and I think naturally she follows my lead. Sometimes she has her opinion, which I'm grateful for because she's supposed to be my helpmate, right? She's supposed to be there to help me get through these things. She's supposed to be my complimentary partner. So she helps me get through things, or she helps me see things a different way, and I implement for her. Sometimes I throw it to her, like, hey, what do you need, you know, what do you think I should do in this situation? Most of the time, uh, <laughs> she's like, uh, you do whatever you want to do. And I, I go out and do it, right? But she kind of lets me lead. And, I mean, we don't really have any problems with it. When it's necessary, she takes the lead. And I'm cool with that. So I don't have to lead all the time. As, as a man. As a man? Yes. For you. Oh, okay. <laughs> For you or you. <laughs> As a man, if you have a woman that you perceive that she's an alpha type and you can get her to follow you, then you're doing the right thing. And that's it. You're doing the right thing. If you can get her to follow you without being aggressive with her, you're doing the right things as a man. Because them independent women (laughs) that don't need no man, like, well, that's another yeah, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you invite me back on when you want to talk about that. <laughs> I'll give you all my opinions on that. Oh, man. <laughs> so does money play a big factor into your relationship? No. Not really. I mean, in what respects? I mean, I, I pretty much cover everything. I don't look for her to really contribute like that. Um, she does what she wants when she wants to. Money got me stressed out. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I am stressed. No, I'm stressed and blessed. Okay, I'm. I've been. My, I've had. I was the breadwinner in my last relationship. So, to not have to worry about that, to be blessed, to be with someone that can handle almost everything, you know, work hard be able to do that that's a huge blessing i'm totally grateful for that however in my head i just um personally um there's just things that in this country you're supposed to have at a certain age and i don't have all those things and so um i don't know if that's the right thoughts to be i'm talking about retirement and all that stuff yeah so it it, it worries me as long as we're staying in this country that i'm i'm not prepared in that way and so I'm always working towards building my brand and my company to pro- be able to provide more security. Like, I have anxiety about security for sure. Um, not that he can't do, but a lot of what if. Yeah. What if this happens? What if that happens? A- anything could happen. You know, am I, re- am I okay? Am I going to be okay? Can I take care of these kids? Can I take care of the house? Can I, I don't know how to do this and that. Not that I know how, but where's the money going to come from um, if he's not there to do, to provide this security? So it's kind of like if you get on and you're scared to get to fall back, you know, because, you know, it could very well happen. And so for me personally, yeah, my security, like financials is like, and I don't have like some big amount of debt or anything like that. The money is just not there, coming on my end, yeah. and um, for me that doesn't feel good. So, um, 
I don't know how to tackle that necessarily, but I kind of feel like, you know, I I wonder if I did have money from my my what I'm doing, would that make me feel better? I don't know. So, because money doesn't solve anything, but, um, yeah, I think that's more of a personal, just a journey situation I gotta work through, because I don't right right in the moment I don't have to worry about anything, but. And I'm not worrying like that. I'm not waking up like you know like that. But it's just the long, the end game, the, in the long run, the security's not there, for, you know. So on my end, for me, I'm not comfortable <coughs> with that. Gotcha. Well, you know, you're gonna count. Is this a counter response? Yeah, it's a counter response. <laughs> <laughs> but no, obviously, um, we've had that conversation already. Like we've had that conversation. So. It kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier, you know, being married and having, you know, things that are situated for you. I understand where she's coming from. It's like, okay, I don't necessarily have that. If something were to ever happen to you, the stuff that you're building, where is that going? That's not necessarily coming to me because we're not husband and wife. But I'm a big picture thinker because I'm like, okay, even if we're not married, if I go out and get hit by a bus tomorrow, how am I setting things up for you to be taken care of and not just leave you with, you know, nothing if we don't happen to get married before that happens? Right. And so those are things I think about and the things that I'm trying to build because while I might sit here and say, oh, okay, I handle all the bills and all those things, I didn't grow up in a family that came from very much, right? Um, I ain't, They didn't teach me a lot about financial literacy. So it took me a long time. I mean, like, literally until my mid-30s to start really understanding how you build wealth. Yeah. I mean, so I'm looking at a good five years here, right, where I've been actually like, okay, this is how I'm supposed to do things. Right. Not knowing what a 401k was or how you even deal with that um, because I'm growing up in my second half of my life making mistakes and trying to figure it out. I have a ton of debt. <laughs> I ain't going <laughs> to lie. I got student loans out the wazoo. I mean, law school ain't cheap. Right, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm just waiting on loan forgiveness. <laughs> but, um, but no, but seriously, like so now I'm trying to figure it out, and I have a good job, and obviously I have a law firm that I'm starting. But I can also see it on the other end. She's trying to build a business, right? So she's trying to build up her business, and my job is to support her in that. Right? How can you know? How can we get this business moving where you can start getting the income <coughs> that you desire, and not have to worry about that part because unbeknownst to her, even though I keep telling her, the other part is going to be taken care of. As I'm building up what I'm doing or trying to build up, you know, I'm learning. And I'm like, okay, got to put this in place. And I just put this out there for any black people that are listening. Make sure you have your wills in place. Make sure you have all your estate stuff taken care of. Like, get all that stuff taken care of because you're going to be leaving behind either a spouse or a partner or a family that's going to need your you know, you don't want to be worried about those things. Right, so right. as an attorney, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> you know, I, I want to make sure everybody listening is taking care of those things. So, you know, I'm still building those things. I'm still putting them in place. I mean, at one point I was like, I don't even have enough to, what would I even leave somebody? Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, now I need a will. Even if I'm leaving somebody, you know, 500 shares of whatever or, yeah. or my house or my car or my life insurance now that I actually have some, I'm like, Okay, I got things that I need to put in place. But as far as making your your spouse or your significant other, I try to reassure her that she's going to be taken care of. 
and I'm just slowly building. I think we all have, you know, worries about money. Right. But it's just like as you start to grow and you start to change your mindset and you start to take advantage of different things, building businesses, investing in certain types of things, the money's going to be there. I ain't even worried about retirement at this point. She shouldn't be either because she's going to be well taken care of. So at what point did y'all bring up, like, money, like like de- finances and debts and all that? Probably we first, like, met one of those conversations. Yeah, some, some Just like early. in the getting to know you conversation, I think it came up. I, he probably brought it up because of his school debt or something. Yeah, it was yeah. early, early. I mean, we don't talk about money that often. I mean, because it just really doesn't come up. But as far as, like, debts and stuff of that nature and what we had, I mean, like I said, when she met me, I was I was driving Uber. I wasn't using my law degree okay. whatsoever. So I knew her financial situation. She knew I had just moved back in the country, and I was trying to, you know, get myself together. I was struggling. But, I mean, at that point, we was like, okay, look, money will come. But we was trying <laughs> to enjoy life. We were trying to find, you know, find places where it was enjoyable and not think about, you know, the money or trying to get back on your feet. Because I'll be honest with you, I was like, man, I don't know if I actually want to go back and work in the law field. Mm. I mean, because it wasn't important to me at that time. But I was like, okay, I got to get back out there. I got to earn a living. Uber ain't going to do that. Uber ain't going to do that. And I can only live off these savings for so long. So I wanted certain things. And so the conversation came up quite early. Like she said, it probably came up because I was talking about my school debt. But other than that, I mean, she was like, I think she was surprised when she found out I was an actual attorney. <laughs> I don't know what I thought you did. I don't know what you put on Tinder. I don't know what I put on Tinder either. But I, I didn't I know. I didn't know about the Uber driving, and I didn't know about the lawyer. I don't know what he had on there. <coughs> I think I put I was an entrepreneur, which I was. But okay. it's just like at the end of the day, I was a struggling entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I was struggling. I was like, I just moved back here. I was like, okay, um, yeah, I don't know what I put on. I, I had a, I, I wasn't feeling law at all. I was like, I don't want to go and practice law. Right. Not the type of law they wanted me to go practice, be in somebody's suit working 40, 80 hours, 100 hours a week. Yeah. But no, I mean, now I'm, I'm more comfortable. Um, I have my own little money hangups because I'd be like, uh, I don't ever want to go back to being broke. Right. <laughs> like, like tw- in my 20s, 30s, early 30s, I was like, I'm doing good for myself now. So. I want to keep it that way. And so I do a lot more investing and a lot more um, learning about money, um, ways to make money, ways to keep money. And so that's why I'm like, you know, eventually when I get everything situated, help her build her business up to the point where it needs, where it should be, because she has a great business. Money won't necessarily be a stressor at all. I think when we met, I was unhappy with my job. So that was the capacity that we talked about money. Oh, yeah. I, I had I was quick. always, I was a disgruntled worker. I was a full-time cake decorator at a, at a store, a, a big company. And then um, I, would do, I would do Uber. I would drive for Uber. This is when it was safer because it ain't safe now. But um, I would do that on my off days or whatever. And those Uber nights kind of turn into a date night sometimes. <laughs> we would meet up. But, like, I think in complaining about my job, we talked about money. So it was more, how can I quit this job? And I finally quit my job a year. Is it a year and a half? Is it two years? Not Almost two, two years. Almost two years. So, yeah, July will be two years since I quit my job and I became 100% full, um, 
uh, totally, um, what do you call it, self-employed. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I got something for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was that long, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, definitely. I got to trim that down. But no, I mean, we don't have money issues. And, and I don't know if that was going to the heart of your question, but there aren't really no money issues because while she might worry about money a little bit, I mean, everything's taken care of us in our household. Yeah, I worry a little bit. I'm not, like, stressing about, you know, I just want to contribute more. I want to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, um, my son is not a materialistic person, so he's never, like, um, I need this, I need that, uh, you know. I don't know if that's because he might see me and his dad or, uh, like, we are, I don't know. He just doesn't come at us like that. I want everything. I want all the things. Now, because he's in high school, <laughs> he kind of be, I want an iPhone. Like, boy, for what? Why do you need, you unemployed. Why do you need <laughs> an iPhone? I don't know why people buy unemployed people iPhones and $300 sneakers. He doesn't, I'm just, I'm just don't understand. Unless your <laughs> child is excelling at something, I just don't know why people do it. Yeah, but. Excelling at Right, right. <laughs> like, can you be an influencer or something, and then we could then we could talk. Get the iPhone first, though. I know. <laughs> well, the iPhone would be bought if it's like, oh, I'm gonna use it for a purpose. Otherwise, you team yeah. Android. <laughs> he's all over the place. So if he would have show like a uh, strong, interest. like like the working out. Oh, he's totally into the self care, the fitness. Mm. I mean, a whole year has he has turned around. Like he can't stop looking at himself. Look, look at my, look at my GPA. Look. <laughs> so, yeah yeah we are right I just be like I think it's certain days of the month like you just get this mail or it could be emails could be like you feel like oh my god adulting it's adulting right. yeah, it's overrated it's very I don't overrated. recommend it somebody for anybody said, somebody said it was ghetto I kinda agree yeah, <laughs> that too that too <laughs> All right, so we, we had the point where we had the home stretch. Okay. A couple more questions left. Okay. So I'm going to start off with Yo, I know you're enjoying the interview. We're going to have to take a pause. Catch up with me next week. Get the rest of this dope content. Peace, peace, peace. You're my good luck, Sean. Walked out of heaven and you stole my 